Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examine the Six of Cups and classics in the modern world. Today's show will focus on the Seven of Cups and Penelope. about stories, cups, and symbols, and all of the above, Myths, Tarot, Love. Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Almost messed up the jingle. Oh. <laughs> Almost messed it up. So close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Biddy gave me this look. She was like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it's it. It's only because we had to do it three times. Four times last time? Last week. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, nope, first time's a charm this time. Yeah, we got it. Got it. <laughs> uh, great. Here, So thank you for coming back this week. It's uh, it's good to be saying Saying some tarot stuff and story stuff. <laughs> I think you're going to say it's good to be sane for whatever reason. I thought it's, that's what you were saying. Well, it is good to be sane. Too. Most days. Most days. Most days. <laughs> and sometimes not for the whole day, but, no. <laughs> you know. All right. Um, yeah, we're talking about the Seven of Cups today. Mm-hmm. Seven of Cups is a very difficult place to be, and I feel like... It's, like, there are certain people who just get the Seven of Cups all the time really? when I do readings for them. Yeah, I have <laughs> I have one friend who gets the Seven of Cups almost every single time I give her a reading. Interesting. Um, and it just keeps coming back for her. Poor girl. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really hard place to be, and it, it tends to appear for those who are, who have a lot of imagination. Mm. Um, people who are able to see multiple perspectives. Uh, people who have a lot of dreams that they can follow. The Seven of Cups tends to appear for them more often hmm. than others. Um, and it's because it's a card that talks about choice a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but not just any kind of choice, because there are other choice cards that we've even mentioned so far. Um, but this choice is one where you're given like all these different opportunities and you have all of these wonderful... Um, or all these things that look like tempting, wonderful options for you to pursue, and yet only really one of them is the right path to go down. And that's a really hard place to be when you're given like all of these like all of these options that logically seem to be all really good for you. Um, but if you were to kind of start going into depth with any of them, you'd realize that they kind of start disappearing. And in fact, um, if we are going to talk about um, the card and the way it appears, there's even a, a throwback to the tower card, mm-hmm. which if you remember from the Major Arcana, the tower um, is a, a card that talks about your perspective mm-hmm. uh, that has a, a faulty foundation, so you have to change perspectives completely, and that's a really hard place to be. So this card is actually kind of giving you this warning saying, hey, if you choose wrong, you're, you're going to end up in a tower situation. There's also snakes and like all kinds of all kinds of scary things. Yeah, let's just card. start talking yeah. about this card. Yeah, okay. So you've got like this blue sky 
And then in the blue sky, you have this cloud where you're offered seven different cups. And each one of the cups, at first glance, it looks like there's some really great stuff in there. Like you've got, um, you've got one cup that has gems and jewels, another cup that's got victory. Like, what is this? A wreath that kind of represents... Victory It's a laurel wreath. Yeah, it, it, a victory wreath, right? Yeah, so it yeah. kind of represents, like, success. You've got another one that's a castle, which actually is a throwback to the tower. Um, you have two cups that have serpents in them. Like, one kind of looks like a demon type of creature, and the other one's an actual snake. And you have another cup that has a human head in it, and I wonder if that kind of represents more... Um, I think it's more like the intellect, like the yeah, like the, the mind, mind side, peace of yeah. mind, if you will. It could also represent, I think, um, uh, like a a person, a person's admiration mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then in the center cup, you have uh, what looks like a person with outstretched hands and a some sort of um, veil on top of them, like their their face has been veiled. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and the way that they're they're hands are outstretched and they're kind of like bathed in this red glow it almost looks like it's like a salvation type of cup maybe or even seems like a spirit kind of i don't know yeah like it's some sort of um like it's very welcoming and it looks like like when i look at all the all the cups that's the one i'm most drawn to it's also front and center it is front and center and it's like glowing and it looks like the one that is going to lead to salvation, but the face mm. has been veiled. And I feel like the fa- fact that the the face is veiled very much talks about how you don't really, it, it's not a really obvious salvation. Like it's not an obvious choice to be making, especially when you have, um, so in this case, uh, apparently like the shrouded figure is more like a representation for the need for to be illuminated yeah to be right? able to see like to take off that kind of yeah that veil like this is this is the path to go towards but you can't see it and it's not obvious and mm. especially when you have all these other tempting paths to go down as well so um there is very much this message of hey you need to be you, you need to be enlightened almost in order to pers- in, in order to keep going um the person in the foreground who it looks uh, who is looking at all of these different options is also um, in shadow. So that's kind of showing, I think, perhaps also this idea that the person does not know themselves hmm. in order to make the decisions because, like, the person's completely shadowed out. It's, like, um, just a silhouette of them. It almost makes it seem to you like this is their imagination. Like, it's because mm-hmm. they're like blacked this is all out. Their mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think the fact that it's in a cloud too might also represent the imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, none of these are actual realities yet. They're all just possibilities floating around in your mind. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's kind of, I feel like this is something that a lot of us have maybe experienced. Um, perhaps especially when we are given lots of opportunities. Like if you're, yeah. if you're, um, living a blessed life if you will where you have a lot of options you have a lot of opportunities this card is kind of the plague of such a life yeah (laughs) right it's that you have to make a decision you have to make you have to make a hard decision because you know you you can do anything but you can't do everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh and every time you make a choice you're also sacrificing all of your other choices that 
can be made as well. Um, But in the case of the Seven of Cups, there is only one choice to make that is the right choice. And that's what sucks about it is you've got seven choices laid out for you and only one of them is the right one, but they all seem like good options. You're like, oh, that victory looks pretty good. Oh, that castle looks pretty good. Those gems look really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can't really like, how can you decide one is more important than the other? Yeah. Um, And the answer that this card is giving you is saying, okay, well, That's because when you're looking at all of these from a logical perspective, like from a purely intellectual perspective, they are actually equal in that respect. Like they Mm -hmm. are actually equally good. However, if you were to be following your intuition and your heart, only one of them is actually the one that you should be pursuing. Mm -hmm. Um, So this card is saying very much like if you're faced with all these different options, you need to be listening to your inner voice more than ever. Okay. Um, and that there is one good option, and and there's a part of you that knows already which one is the mm-hmm. right option to, to pursue. And um, so this is where we start talking about the other meaning of this card, which is that of temptation. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like, it's different than the temptation that was talked about in The Lovers. Uh, there is kind of a sexual temptation sometimes associated with this. It's like, oh, look at all these potential lovers I could have, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not the life. <laughs> I'm joking. I love you, husband. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking of The Bachelor. The oh, The Bachelor? Yeah. You're thinking of The Bachelor show? <laughs> yeah, like you have all these wonderful options yeah. and they're all very tempting. But uh, And sometimes that does mean it in a sexual way. But whereas The Lovers, it was more like... In The Lovers, it was kind of like um, infidelity te- kind mm-hmm. of temptation. This one's more just like temptation in general temptation from there being so many options um and the fact that all of these choices look like good choices to make as well like it's it's not always a sexual temptation the way um like in the lovers it would always be a sexual temptation mm-hmm. um and it's it's rare that the lovers is not related to somehow at least a partnership with another person Whereas this can be, this this one, this card is more like a challenge within one person. Like other people might be involved, but it's really more of a struggle for one person to be choosing among all of these options, right? Yeah. Um, so temptation's a really big one here. It's like, um, and the person, I think one of the, another like, another time that this will this will come up is that you'll be on your way you have this goal you have this dream in your mind and then suddenly all these other dreams and all these other opportunities start presenting themselves and they're really there just to distract you from that main path and it's kind of like okay well you have your path and you need to stay on it and then there's all these other things that are popping up for you and saying hey but you could do this but you could do this and if you were to actually pursue those paths they wouldn't really pan out very well. Um, however, if you were to stay on that main path, it's almost like they're just there to, to cause doubt, mm-hmm. right? They're just there to, to make you think, oh, re- are you really doing the right thing by pursuing this? You, you could really, you could be pursuing all these other things too, right? It's kind of just like all those doubts that tempt you to stray from I your haven't path. gotten this card more often. <laughs> I know. Well, um, it depends on what questions you're asking oh, too, right? True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you haven't been asking those questions. <laughs> Very true. Um, whereas this card tends... So last week we kind of talked about how 
the question you ask is really mm-hmm. important because if you ask a should I question, you're more likely to get this kind of card mm. where it's like, well, should you? <laughs> well, there's all these other things you yeah. could be doing, right? And like this might be this might be showing up as like uh, a card that represents you. Um, it's the worst when this card shows up in your future, I find, because mm-hmm. you're like, You'll be on the right path, and then suddenly all of these new opportunities are presenting themselves. And I feel like this card can be a really hard challenge to overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it, it often shows up um, for a person as an obstacle, or sometimes it even will show up as a helper, um, saying, you know, you have all these you have all these opportunities for you, but you you also have really strong voice to guide you through and past temptation. Yeah. So that's that it can show up as a um, as as a helper, but I've seen it often as a conclusion card um, that kind of gives the warning: don't be um, don't be tempted. You ha- you know what is right for you, and you know you might not necessarily see the path very clearly, but you have to keep going towards that path. Mm-hmm. Um, More of like a trust your intuition. Yeah, it's of. like it, trusting your intuition is a common theme in a lot of in a lot of cards. Um, not so much in the swords cards, actually. In the cups cards, intuition's a huge role because, you know, it's it's a water type of mm-hmm. um, suit where it, you're you're talking about your gut feelings, your your emotions, your your intuition's very strong here. Um, and it's it's what will help you pass this kind of situation. Whereas there are other situations especially in the swords where you need to be more logical and kind of separate yourself from your emotions in order to get past that um so it's like the tarot doesn't always say trust your intuition mm-hmm. um but sometimes in, it does say like trust your head not your yeah sometimes it will yeah. say that your head is is going to lead you towards the path you want more than your intuition it's just saying that in this particular case if everything from your logical perspective from the logical perspective, looks equally good, um, then you need to be trusting your intuition in order to make that decision. Yeah. Um, especially if most of these are are dreams in your mind, <laughs> right? Um, mm-hmm. Because a lot of, in, in that case, that could be uh, very much leading you towards a tower situation where if you do pursue it, you will, you will fail, unfortunately. <laughs> You will fail. You will fail. Yeah, like this isn't this isn't exactly a happy card because it's like look at all the ways I can I can go and succeed and it'll all feel like but you're also succeeding. mess up. But it's like look at all the ways you can you can fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's hard. Yeah. So I guess yeah. So then the lesson is just to follow follow your instincts. Yeah. They they haven't led you astray yet, and you've. And the worst part about following your instincts is that you don't really know, like, you always have that sense of doubt when you're doing it. Like, am I really doing the right thing here? Look at all these other options. That's what this card's about. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I, apparently, I wanted to rant a little bit about proof this week, but we're already, like, halfway through. Well, I can talk about Madame Penelope (laughs) a bit, and then you can talk about proof afterwards before we finish. Um, yeah, okay. Or yeah. do you want to do it first? Well, uh, 
it doesn't really seem like it's part of the conversation yet. So, okay. so maybe afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk okay. about it after. So tell us a That's story, Vinny. I'll tell, tell you a story. Yeah, my story, I feel like my story is not as long today. We've talked a bit about Penelope and Odysseus before. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry that I keep bringing them up, but it just seems like it does have to do with the cars that we've been looking at. And yeah, like, so that happens. And, and, and you know, we did mention that the cups is a romance. Exactly. Right? And, and Penelope and Odysseus is also a romance. Yes. So... I think it makes sense that a lot of their trials are kind of in, mirrored in yeah, the cups. Yeah, it's kind of woven in throughout throughout these uh, these cards for sure. So yeah. um, as we mentioned before, and I think it was with the lovers that I talked about Odysseus and Penelope, but I'll do a refresher. Um, mm-hmm. So Penelope is Odysseus's wife, um, loyal, faithful <laughs> wife through and through. She, Despite uh, like the 20-year lapse of... Yes, despite <laughs> his being gone from absence home for 20 years, not hearing getting any word even whether he's yeah. alive is he not alive everyone thinks he's dead yeah at yeah. a certain point everyone thinks he's dead they have a son so mm-hmm. just before odysseus leaves they have a very like almost newborn child um that she basically raises on her own that's tough definitely tough and at a certain point or at the beginning of the odyssey she has telemachus um go and to get word like you know i need to know what's been happening i yeah. have i've had no word and where is he at what's going on and so but but even before that while odysseus was gone she was a young bride mm-hmm. nice young woman maritable age so of course yeah. she had many many suitors after her not just at the end of like when Odysseus came home, as we as we but saw, right from the get go, right from the get go, pretty much she had people after her, um, and she's very clever. That one, much like her husband, she came up with a scheme to kind of thwart their attempts, their advances. <laughs> yes, she's like, oh, okay, yes, so, you know, I know, I recognize, I have to get married, but first I need to make a funeral shroud for for my <laughs> husband and for, for sorry for my husband's father so i'm going to do that first and and then i'll get married um but she's clever so she would be weaving and there are many um pots showing this scene too which is um, pretty cool they, she's weaving by day and then by night she would go back and she would undo what she would <laughs> what she made in the day so that she's never done never done exactly That's great. it's funny that the guys didn't really catch on i like that it's a i like that it's a shroud too because there is a shroud in our in our, our card our seven of cups card. yeah so it's kind of funny yeah so um, eventually she does get caught one of the maids in her household or one of the servants um, mm-hmm. because Penelope wasn't you know being nice to the suitors doesn't mean that the servants weren't <laughs> so oh, yeah. one of the servants um, kind of gave gave her up to the suitors and said this is like you know actually right. what she's yeah. doing you know she's kind of tricking you guys and so she was caught and she was forced to fin- to finish the shroud and um once she does, that's when, yeah, she is more on edge and... She's more in danger at this point. Yeah. Exactly. Well, because, like, the whole issue is that if she marries someone else and her actual husband comes back, then she's in trouble, right? Like, like yeah, she's in trouble, but she's also, like, you know, she wouldn't be married to him anymore and she would have to get back? Yeah, she'd have to get back mm-hmm. her dowry, which... It would be her son that would have to give it to her, and like by this point, the the suitors have been like eating them basically out of house and home, so they don't have much money left either to then give to the new husband. And 
and no. she loved Odysseus. Like, she remained loyal to him yes. for all those years. But the thing is, she did still, like, there were still other suitors, and they were there. And I feel like that's where kind of maybe that temptation comes yeah. in. It's, they have all this temptation, but if she were to marry any of them, she would be led astray. Like, she would mm-hmm. she would be in big trouble Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of it, so she she knew in her in her heart that she needed to stay loyal to Odysseus, even though there was no indication that he was still alive. Exactly, none whatsoever. And it's kind of cool in the story too. You kind of think, oh, does she know that he's coming back or that mm-hmm. he's there because he's because he comes back, but he disguises himself as a beggar. So it's like, yeah. does she know that it's him? Doesn't she? Like, yeah, but she. It's pretty cool. It's like there's, but she's still like she's still so like she believes that he's alive Mm -hmm. and that's what's so amazing i think is that she she despite all logic like after 20 years you think that she would have moved on Mm -hmm. but and she could have and she had every opportunity to but she chose not to it was her choice to remain loyal and to do what she could to to stay that way yeah that's a that's a big that's a big thing um, actually, okay, so this actually now flows a little bit better with my <laughs> whole rant about proof. Okay. Because uh, she doesn't have any proof about uh, her husband being alive, but she knows that he is. Like, like she knows in her heart, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. even though she doesn't have proof, she has this kind of, like, intuitive knowledge that he is alive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... This is kind of, I feel like this is a really powerful thing right now is like a lot of people I think have a lot of intuitive knowledge, Mm -hmm. but will sometimes confuse it with proof. Yeah, and she's sorry, you just mm-hmm. remind me too quickly. Yeah. She has a dream kind of about it too. Oh, she does. Yeah, but it, like it's, it's, but like it's that's not swan. proof. It's not. It's yeah. not proof. No, no, for not sure. at all. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> but it, the dream ends up coming true, and it is like Odysseus that comes back. Eh, sorry, go oh, ahead. Okay, so she has this dream of I think him being a swan. a swan. It's either of him or of her, and about how how he. Um, ends up killing all the suitors. Like it's a very mm-hmm. metaphorical dream, but mm-hmm. it is it like ends exactly up happening. What yeah. Wow. Yeah. So again, not proof because it's a dream, but swans it gives are really her, like, great symbols extra. of fidelity mm-hmm. as well because swans mate for life. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Beautiful little swans. Sorry, I, I really didn't mean to interrupt. But I just oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So yes, proof. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have really strong intuitive knowledge, right? Um. However it's not proof um so for example i like i'm sure there's stories in every family about how um how something amazing happened that can't be explained properly like there's a story in my family of my mom coming home like dropping everything and coming home um like when she was out with my dad and then she's like we have to leave right now we have to leave right now and she ended up coming into the door like walking in the door like a couple of minutes after my sister and I had accidentally started a fire. Oh. <laughs> right? And and she just like instinctively knew at the time I have to be home now and she was like half an hour away, mm-hmm. right? But she just knew in her like in her mind like she had this instinct to, to she had to drop everything and go home right away and she made it just in time to stop the fire before it became a problem. Wow. Right? And I feel like I think a lot of people have this kind of like have experiences like this as mm-hmm. well right like yeah. there there are experiences that can't be explained very properly um 
And then they'll say, oh, that is proof of there being something else out there. Mm. And I'm like, oh, well, like, that, here's an issue. There's, here's the issue when we start calling things proof. Like, when we start calling something proof, that means that it is quantifiable. That means it is repeatable. That means Not that sure. it can be peer-reviewed. Yeah. Um, and that is a, this is one of, an, I think, a really big problem that we have in our society is that when you start calling things proof, you are devaluing what is proof. You are taking away from the meaning of something that is science, something that is actually provable, right? Um, and I think, it, if anything, this is an example of how we need to keep asking questions. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that it's not true to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel it's like this not is very true. For, like, there's, yeah. there's intuitive truth. There is, there is I'm going to say, truth with a lowercase t. Right? Like, there's truth with a lowercase t, which is the truth that you know and experience every day. Mm -hmm. And then there's truth with a capital T, which is truth that is easy. It's truth that's easy to explain because it is possible to explain it physically, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense, right? Like, it's something that you can explain to other people. And, you know, I feel like, like the lowercase t truths are what inspire us to keep pursuing those capital T truths and keep finding like how did she know that that's amazing mm-hmm. you know let's let's look into this let's start asking some more questions but as soon as you answer those questions without actual proof like if you if you if I were to say oh uh, she knew that because she's psychic mm-hmm. right well like what is psychic that's that's not really that's not really a good answer, is it? Because you can't really define that properly. You can't really repeat it. You can't really quantify it, right? Like so, when you start answering your questions without actual proof, you are doing a disservice to those questions. You are you are not actually trying to answer them. You're just you're just trying to come up with a, a quick, easy answer, right? And I feel like that is just so. It's a shame, <laughs> almost. You know, it it just makes it makes it makes it smaller, if that makes sense, hmm. right? Like yeah. we don't really, I don't really know how she knew that the fire was going to mm-hmm. happen. She doesn't know how the fire was going to happen, and um, or that it would happen, or that it yeah. would happen. She just knew she had to leave, and she just followed that instinct, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I feel like that is one of the that's one of the mysteries of our intuition is that. It's not always the kind of thing that you'll be able to repeat, but you just have to keep listening to that inner voice. But maybe you can, re- like, the more you listen to yeah. the inner voice, the more it, it, you it are is able repeatable. to repeat yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And that's where, you know, that's... And then become a bit more comfortable with it. Exactly. And, it and start developing it. it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I do tarot is because I'm I'm practicing. It's a, it's very much a practice, right? You, you kind of, as you go through this, you know, it's been uh, 14 years now. For me, since mm-hmm. I've been practicing tarot, and I'm always shocked. <laughs> I'm always, I've always found ways of being shocked. And there's, and as I, as I keep practicing, you know, sometimes I'll be less shocked. I'll be like, oh yes, this makes sense that you would get this card because you're currently having this state of mind. But I'm still kind of shocked that you are getting the card and it's yeah. explaining it so perfectly for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, like that, my friend who receives the seven of cups almost every single time. <laughs> Uh, I give her a reading. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. You're like, oh, I know it's me. <laughs> right? Um, like, I'm always kind of shocked about that. Or, like, there was one time I asked, I gave 
uh, someone a reading and he was asking about romance and he got the same answer five times in a row from the cards. I'm like, I'm sorry, the cards are telling you it's not going to work out. <laughs> it doesn't work out. And it was, it, it's just really, I, I, I'm always amazed by this, right? Mm. But, uh, and every time I do it, it, it's almost like it's, you know, it's, it feels kind of like I'm repeating something, but it's not exactly proof because this isn't something that, um, like, I, I don't know if everyone will receive exactly the same kind of results that I have, mm-hmm. if that makes it's sense. It's not, yeah, like you can, you can repeat it and get like a statistical analysis of it. Yeah, kind of, you can get statistics, but it's not quite the same as proof, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's not, it, it's not quite the same thing as being able to quantify it even, you know, I'm just getting statistical results at this point. Mm-hmm. And the more you get, the more compelling it is but it's still not quite proof, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> it's unfortunate because it, if it was proof, then we'd be done. But isn't that also kind of unfortunate? Once you answer the question, it's it's done. No more mm-hmm. answering questions. And I don't know, maybe if you want to live uh, that life where everything's answered for you, maybe that's kind of secure, like you feel secure in it. But I'm, I'm afraid that you can't just live life with all of the answers. They're, they just don't exist yeah. all out there, right? Or maybe they do exist. Maybe maybe there is that truth of the capital T. I don't know. I don't know if they do. And I go back and forth like mm-hmm. I always want it. But at the same point, it's like, do I? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's something else. Like sometimes people think that if I give them a tarot reading, they'll they'll learn everything there is to know. And I've mm. never given a tarot reading where I've given someone all the answers. No. Um, because life changes too, and we change, and we can choose different paths. Exactly. Um, one thing about the future that the tarot predicts is that as soon as you know the future, it's not like an oracle in, in Greek <laughs> mythology. Like as soon as you know the future in tarot, it can easily change mm-hmm. because you have that choice. You, like once you're on that path and once you see where that path's leading you, you you have the the potential to change that path. Yeah. And it's it's hard to do, but yeah. But you can, but it's just I guess knowing that you can. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's been our uh, thorny thorny <laughs> topic for the week. Yes. <laughs> little little rant there. Um, which I feel is really relevant, especially with all of these new interpretations of science in in particular websites where people don't need to have degrees in science in order to write articles that involve science or they'll say oh scientists prove that like if you can't even say what kind like what branch of science it is (laughs) chances are you don't really know what you're talking about yeah and i guess it depends what what they're writing for too what kind of like article or sometimes newspapers so they need to not that they need to but they dumb it down just to get those headlines and to make people make people read it it's clickbait yeah well like i wish that people were more enticed by ideas and by questions and saying Mm -hmm. hey you know there's this really awesome currently they're they're doing this really cool study on this that doesn't necessarily mean that if one study conclude something that it's proof mm-hmm. right you need to have a lot of studies especially when you're dealing with something that's revolving so much so heavily in statistics mm-hmm. rather than like physics yeah yeah hard <laughs> anyways it is yeah 
So, so that's that's the end of this episode, <laughs> <laughs> this rant. Um, thank you so much for listening today, as always. Um, and if you would like to support the show, again, the easiest way to do so is to tell a friend and spread the word. You can also leave us a review on iTunes um, and rate and subscribe, all that jazz, quick and easy to do, and that way every week. Um, will show up on your phone. <laughs> um, also, a reminder that we are on Patreon, and we would love if you would support us and donate $1 per episode. And that also gets you access to the weekly tarot forecast. We have a little mini recording of that that is for our Patreon listeners only. So That's right. Um, there you go. Something to help develop that intuition of your own. Yes. Um, as well as practicing... Uh, practicing your own intuition through uh, our own weekly tarot forecast which has a fun little uh, acronym the WTF (laughs) yeah we realized that afterwards as I'm like writing it short for I'm like weekly W tarot T forecast F I'm like oh and then we just died laughing (laughs) because we're children Uh, it's okay stay young stay young stay young at heart yeah exactly um so yeah, so next week, I guess we're doing the Eight of Cups. That's right, the Eight of Cups and the sacrifice of Iphigenia. Close, Iphigenia. Iphigenia. Excellent. Yes. That is a weird spelling. Yeah, I probably should have done it <laughs> phonetically. It's fine. <laughs> so our parting words for today come from the American Tarot Association, and it is this: If your ethics are questioned, do not go against them but stand true to your beliefs keep your feet on the ground and your head in the clouds oh Uh, sorry (laughs) actually it's the opposite of that keep your feet on the ground and your head out of the clouds (laughs) all right about stories, cups, and symbols, and all of the above, myths, terror, love.